wellspring, matters of the heart in relationships. There is that one moment in life as a young person when the pangs of love grip you and your heart burns with love. At times you struggle with your relationship. You are vexed with what the future holds. What is the word of God to say concerning the matters of the heart in relationships? Join Reverend Nomatuturu on a weekly podcast as he shares practical lessons and a personal experience on love. Build a solid foundation for your love life according to the word of God, which is our light and lamp. Let's dive right in. Like a dove When I found you I found love Welcome dear saints We are here today introducing a new five-part series on finding love After you are done dealing with mistakes that we make in during our singlehood is then important to find love Allow me to share the grace. Heavenly Father, we thank you this day. We bless your name even as we sit at your feet, looking, Heavenly Father, even up to your grace upon our lives, Heavenly Father, thanking you that the wisdom that comes from above, according to James 3.17, it is pure, it is gentle, it is peaceable. We thank you, we bless you. Amen. In the last series, we looked at mistakes that young people make during their singlehood as they search and as ladies are being searched for. When we began these teachings, we said that love is not a worldly concept, it's not a media concept, its originator is God. After God created Adam and animals in the Garden of Eden, he said in Genesis 2.18 that it is not good for a man to be alone. I will make him a helper. Also, we see in Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9, it says that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up again. If two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. When we look at verse 12 of Ecclesiastes 4, dear beloveds, the threefold cord uh, signifies God as the third person there in the relationship. So many young people don't want to involve God in the foundations of their love relationships. Actually, I think many people think that, you know, God is only concerned about our spirituality, going to church, serving God, and so forth. But I want to bring to our attention that God is concerned about our love relationships as well. Why? Because it's important. The choice of your partner is 
is important to, to determine, especially for those who have uh, an inclination towards uh, serving uh, in ministry. It's very important, not only in ministry, but it's important to involve God from the foundation. Remember the the, the, the scripture we read when we began in, 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 in Psalm 11 to say, if the foundations are broken, what can the righteous do? So it's important to involve God from the onset, young people, even in love relationships. So there are three choices of very great importance that usually face young people as they grow up. Number one, the choice of a savior, the choice of a work in life or a career and the choice of a partner in life. So before we delve into how to find a partner, it's important to understand the concept or principle of temperaments uh, as a way of introducing this concept uh, of temperaments, of temperaments, according to Tim Lehe in his best-selling classic, Who You Are and Who You Can Become. Tim Lehe says that it, it, each human being has distinguishing qualities that make them individually unique as the differing designs that God has made for snowflakes. You know, you can look at snowflakes and think, you know what, these things are just the same, but it, they, they, they are not the same. They are different. So Tim Lahe says that each human being has distinguishing qualities that make them individually unique. We are all unique and we have to understand temperaments. We have to understand that you and I, we are unique. We are different. We can, we can be human beings having a head, hands, feet, the whole body, but we are different. We are uniquely designed by God in a very different way. So what are temperaments? A temperament is the unseen force underlying human action. You know, it's the basic template template with which we are created. You know, these are certain tendencies, natural strengths and weaknesses. Temperaments actually are God's way or God's method of creating variety. Some are born with natural leadership traits, what we call strong natural leaders, the SNLs, to flow along with and be easygoing. Some people are like that. They are, they are easy. They easily flow along and they are easy, easily going, you know. It is the basic structure of your emotional makeup. These are temperaments. The basic structure of your emotional makeup. You are born with it. You are born with this thing. You don't choose. Temperaments you don't choose. So temperaments are inborn traits passed on by our genes based on hereditary factors and are arranged at the time of conception. So you see, this is something that you cannot change. You are born with it at the time of conception. It's, it, it's a temperament that makes you an outgoing person. You know, there are people who are, who are saying that this person is outgoing or is an extrovert. Or it is the same temperament that makes you an introvert, closed up people or shy people. So we have to take note actually between the uh, or take note of the difference between a temperament and character so character is the real you the character is what the bible says the hidden person of the heart in first peter chapter 3 verse 4 which says but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart that is character with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit which in god's sight is very precious so character is the personality which is affected by the influences of this life, childhood training, 
education, beliefs. It is society that molds your character. For instance, you can be raised in a family or in, in, in a home where you are just supposed, you are supposed to greet elders. When you meet an elderly person, whether it's your relative or not, you are supposed to greet them. That's character. You have been molded into that, you know. When you are born with a temperament, you cannot change it. We have to understand the difference between character and temperament. So it's your genetic makeup, a temperament, it's your genetic makeup, like saying your your eyes are brown, your hair is black or brown, but temperament, we are saying you don't choose. You don't choose the color of your eyes. You are born with it. It's genetic. You understand. And God has made us in many varieties. So your temperament is as raw as you can as believers however which is the point that Tim Lahe emphasizes in his book as believers therefore because we have said that temperaments have got uh, uh, natural uh, temperaments have got weaknesses temperaments have got strengths we need to have spirit filled temperaments so that we have balance in our lives we have balance in our lives so we need to allow the spirit of God to control our temperaments as believers, as children of God. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to control, to help us uh, bring balance to our temperaments, either negative or the positive uh, part of the temperaments. We want to look at the four biblical, uh, the, the biblical basis for temperaments the biblical basis for temperaments. Otherwise, you say, this reverend is now teaching us psychology or science, but we have got the biblical basis for temperaments. We actually have four basic temperaments, and these are the melancholic, the, the phlegmatic, the sanguine, and the choleric. The melancholic, the, the phlegmatic, the sanguine, and the choleric. So we have the biblical basis there. In Proverbs chapter 30, verse 11 to 14, it says in verse 11, there are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. Now, verse 12 says, there are those who are clean in their own eyes, but are not washed of their filth. There are those, verse 13, how lofty are their eyes, how high their eyelids lift. Verse 14, there are those whose teeth are swords, whose fangs are knives, to devour the poor from of the earth, the needy from among mankind. So we want to look at the first uh, dominant temperament, the melancholic, found in verse 11. It says there are those, Proverbs 13, 11, there are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. You know, melancholic uh, people, people with a melancholic temperament, they these wish they were not born. You know, they complain about everything in life. They don't see anything good. You know, that's the negative, uh, the natural, the, 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 the negative aspect of this temperament. They do not see anything good. They have a negative view of life. You know, there is nothing that is good. You know, to them, all things are just dull. Everything is just gloomy. So they, they feel moody. These are t the type of people who easily feel moody. They feel like dying all the time. You know, they, 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 even when they are in the home, like if this 
type of a person is in the home, they bring dullness in a home set up. When you laugh in their presence, they get angry, actually, you know, they think you are laughing at them, you know, they, 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 they keep a lot of things in their heart, they keep grudges, nothing is good before their eyes, you know, they are very negative about everything in life. Have you met people who are like that? They, you try to encourage them, they tell you, no, it's not working. You try to, to lift them up, they tell you, I tried, I have tried, this is not working, it's not working. I mean, they will tell you, if you say, no, God will give you beautiful ashes, they will tell you, I'm actually carrying the ashes. <laughs> so, they are negative about life, you know, they don't want to talk to people, they are just bitter, you know, bitter. They are like, it's, they are natural. They, are, they, they were born with it. They are bitter about life. They are just bitter about life. So, but, and they are also revengeful. They just want to revenge on a wrong done to them. They are rigid. They have a critical attitude, like what we said. They keep things in the heart. They keep grudges. However, <laughs> <laughs> they also have positives, really. They are gifted. They are very sensitive. They are perfectionists. They just want to do their things perfectly. And they are very loyal, too. You know, they are very loyal, too, and they are self-sacrificing. It's, it's actually said that uh, melancholics are the most loyal people you can ever find on earth. I'll give us one biblical example. Our brother Moses in the Bible, he had this type of temperament. You will notice that he will just want to die anytime. When we read in Exodus 32, 32, he says to to the Lord, but now if you will forgive their sin, mm, but if not, please blot me out of your book that you have written. Imagine, you know, he's making that uh, serious decision to say, Lord, if you will not uh, forgive your people, blot me out, blot me out from the book of life. Uh, melancholic attitude. Number two, dominant temperament that we find from Proverbs 30 verse 12, the phlegmatic. It says that there are those who are clean in their own eyes, but are not washed of their filth. These are pure in their own eyes, the phlegmatics. They don't want problems. They are very laid back in life. You know, these are people who don't have any motivation in life. They are not rushing anywhere. They don't like conflict. They they are stingy. <laughs> they are very fearful. They will not try anything in life. They are so afraid to make decisions. They believe things will just happen on their own. You know, they are not rushing anywhere in life. They are very diplomatic. They see themselves as very good people. You know, even if they are not born again, these are the type of people who will tell you, there's no reason for me to get born again. I don't bitter people. I don't drink beer. I don't talk to anyone. After work, I go home. I sleep. I don't beat up a child. I cannot even kill a fly. <laughs> forgetting Romans 3.23 which says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know, these are people who don't press on in life. The phlegmatics, those who have a, a phlegmatic temperament that is dominant. They, they Even if there are things that need fixing, they will not fix those things. They are very relaxed. You know, they will not do a risky job engaging or involving job these uh, they talk nicely they are not confrontational at all you know these are uh, normally you find phlegmatic people normally working for the civil service really many at times so but however these also have their positive side for instance they are calm 
They are dependable. You know, they are so dependable. I remember a woman of God giving an example to say, if you leave a, a, a phlegmatic, you go with them out for, 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 for lunch, you leave them on the table like you want to be greeting people doing what you still find them. They, they will not move. So they are dependable. And also they are humorous. <laughs> they are humorous. In the Bible, we see a phlegmatic in our father, Abraham. You know, up to the point that Sarah is taken to the bedroom by King Abimelech, Dead Abraham keeps quiet. He's just relaxed. So phlegmatics are not moved by anything, you know. And uh, I know somebody is asking, what does this have to do with the uh, relationships, Reverend? Phlegmatics, they are not moved by anything, you know. What has it to do with relationships? If you are aspiring or you, you, you are quoting a, a, a phlegmatic uh, guy, as a lady, you will see they are relaxed. They will take 20 years to organize to, 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 to go and pay bright price and so forth. They are relaxed. They are not rushing anyway, you see. so And usually, we have to know that it is said that you are attracted to the person who has the opposite temperament to yourself normally. And that's God's wisdom. I think it's the wisdom of God, beloved, because you can imagine talking of phlegmatics. If a phlegmatic man marries a phlegmatic woman, nothing will move. <laughs> so that's why as Christians, we need a spirit-filled temperament so that the Holy Spirit helps us to, to, to balance our, our, our temperaments. Number three, we've got what we call the sanguine. Proverbs 30, verse 13. There are those, how lofty are their eyes, how high their eyelids lift. The weaknesses of a sanguine are that they are unstable. <laughs> you have people who have got an unstable behavior, you know. They are loud. They, they, they exaggerate. They can go to town. They will go to town. They will tell you, when I was going to Blawai, I passed through a mountain that is and so forth and so They are undependable, unlike the unlike the phlegmatics, the sanguine, they are undependable because they are everywhere. They 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 are undisciplined. They they are the type of people who don't keep time. <laughs> they overpromise. If you are a pastor, for instance, they'll tell you, Pastor, you know what? We we, we have to do this project, Pastor. I'm, I'm I'll be here. I'll be here tomorrow by two o'clock. I'll be here. When you phone them, either they've forgotten, you know. It, it, it is also said that they don't save money. <laughs> they don't save save money. Mm, they will blow out everything. <laughs> they love bright colors. They just want to have friends. They easily make friends. They are carefree. They are outgoing. They are warm. They, 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 they are compassionate. I think this is a, a, a brighter side. You know, the positive side. They are enthusiastic. They, these are people who are talkative. They want to enjoy life always. Actually, it says that when you have a party, you have to make sure that you invite a sanguine, a person with a sanguine temperament so that they make every one feel happy and so forth you know these are the type of people that when they come uh, amongst a, a group of people they, they they are loud hi guys how are you you when you introduce yourself to to a person with a, a sanguine temperament they they will greet you hi hi sophie hi sophie after two minutes when they are gone they forgot that they met <laughs> sophie so these are the type of people they are into partying they have a large appetite for everything they have a large appetite for food they have a large appetite for those who are then married, they have a large appetite for sex, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, in the Bible, we see the Apostle Peter. 
Apostle Peter was very forward. He, 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 he had answers before you could ask, you would ask him. He says to Jesus, I will not deny you, but we all know that you know what? He denied Christ three times before the crow crowed. Even when Jesus was explaining about how he would die in Matthew 16 from verse 21, he rebukes the Lord and says, ah, this will not happen to you, master. You know, but Jesus turns around and rebukes him and says, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> you are not spiritual, but you are carnal. You think of the things of men. So this is the type of person who is a sanguine. They are, they are forward. Okay. The, these ones, when it comes to relationships or their attraction, they are easily attracted to the melancholic type of people. You know, they believe all things can be done. The sanguine. I think we'll discuss more when we look in our part two. These are uh, Actually, the, the people with the sanguine temperament, it's usually said that they have a problem with, uh, they have sexual problems, kakawanda, because they easily make friends and can be at times misinterpreted. The last uh, um, temperament we want to look at is the choleric, found in Proverbs 30 verse 14. It says, there are those whose teeth are swords, whose fangs are knives, to devour the poor from the earth, the needy from amongst mankind. You know, cholerics are great visionaries. They often dream about things. They are goal-getters. They are strong-willed. Have you met people like that? Someone who is strong-willed, they believe all things are possible. They, they, they are self-driven. These are what we normally call they have strong natural leaders. They are strong natural leaders. They, they have strong natural leadership tendencies. We have had people ask that, are leaders born or are leaders made? But for cholerics, they are born, you know. They have this strong inclination to, to they are driven, they are self-driven, they, they are independent, they are determined, they are very productive, and they are a time proud. These are natural leaders, like what we said. They are very quick to make decisions. They are, however, a, 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 a negative. They are unemotional. They can be very sarcastic at times. These are people with a domineering personality. They will build you a nice home. If you are a woman, put you there, but they will never be there at home because they are about their project. They want to, 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 to finish up this project because to you, you know, they, they are done with you. When you are a woman, you have married a, a choleric. They will put you in the house and leave you there pursuing other projects because for you, for them, you are a project. They are in control. You know, they they are very raw in their speaking. They are usually attracted to the phlegmatic. <laughs> so that which you don't have is what you admire in the other person. So they are attracted to the phlegmatic to say, wow, you know, there are people who are so nice in life. They are usually attracted to the phlegmatic. So the, the, the relaxed one, the ones that are not so pushing in life. What do we see in the Bible? Paul, Apostle Paul is an example of a choleric person. He is so hard addressing the Galatian brethren. He asks them who has bewitched you <laughs> apostle paul you know forgetting that you are dealing with christians <laughs> in galatians chapter 2 you confront apostle peter about him refusing to dine with the gentiles so paul was able to endure many things he's the same person who say endure hardship as a soldier he was a choleric he was a goal-getter he he was you know an amazing an amazing man so speaking to the corinthians he say he says to the, the church at corinth that i could not address 
pursue as spiritual but as fleshly. Hmm? Tough talking there, but that's cholerics for you. <laughs> My God, yo. So it's important for us, even as we conclude today, to understand our temperaments as an individual, understand the dominant temperament that you have as a person. It will help you to understand your partner. It will help you to understand the person we can be usually attracted to. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to this teaching. If you have been blessed, please invite a friend, a brother, a workmate to subscribe to this podcast so that they will receive our weekly teachings. Before we close, I want to invite someone to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we are talking about love issues and so forth, but perhaps you have just stumbled on this teaching and you have never made a decision to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want you to make this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for today. I come before you realizing that I'm a sinner. Forgive me from today. Make me your child. I surrender my life to you and thank you for dying at the cross for my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for making that decision to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. The next thing is for you to look for a Bible-believing church, babe, so you're not going to church. Look for a Bible-believing church and go and fellowship with the beloved and the children of God so that you may grow in the things of God. Um, and also, if uh, you don't have a Bible, get a Bible and read from the book of Romans. We'll have an understanding of the decision that you have just made. It's, it's, it's left for me to say thank you so much for joining us, my dear brothers and sisters. We are praying that you are being blessed by these teachings as they come to help us navigate in this uh, stage of our life. Allow me to pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the teaching today. We thank you for the opening up of the scriptures to us in Jesus' mighty name. Bless my brothers out there and my sisters. Bless them as they are in this stage of their life as they navigate through in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm.